going on everybody we're back at it again with another episode of hey i'm walking here i am your host jared weber as always you guys might be saying man that looks very similar to what you were wearing last week jared did you do these intros back to back similar lighting same stupid pops in the background yes all of that's true yes i did two intros back to back because i got two episodes because we've got a very special episode today we've got the one the only rob schneider if you know anything about pizza and hummus this guy's been on our show quite a bit he's a great comedian he's really been hitting the scene metro detroit before rona happened he was the king of coming on your show whether you liked it or not he's a funny comedian he's hilarious i i don't know how many times i could say he's funny i just love his style i love having him on our shows he's a he's definitely a pillar of the Detroit community, and we got something special today. Uh, today we did the first crossover episode. So this is a crossover uh, of his podcast, uh, Stand Up for Shut-Ins, and uh, this is uh, this is it. It's a good episode. I hope you guys enjoy. Check out Rob Schneider. Book him on your podcast. Book him on your show. All right, we're well, we're back at it again, baby. Where am I pointing? People who are listening to this don't know what's going on, but I'm just pointing all over the screen right now. This this intro has gone on way too long. All right, and we're good. Uh, here we go. Walking here, 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 here. All right, welcome to a very special episode of uh, Stand Up for Shut Ins. Um, I will say right up top that this is a crossover episode with my guest Jarrett Weber's podcast. Hey, I'm walking here. Yeah, Garrett, I am very glad to be on your show. Hopefully, you are glad to be on mine as well. Yeah, I think this is the first uh, crossover I've done on my episode. I was gonna do one with the Moist Definitely guys, but we didn't. We I just did theirs and didn't post it on mine. So, but so it's the first one, man. It's what it's what the fans have been waiting for. Your fans it, that have no idea who I am have been waiting and, for, and your fans who have no idea who <laughs> I am, except. The ones who have been to your shows that I have happened to be on. That's true. Some people might might recognize you. There is, uh, I think, out of the seven people that watch this on YouTube, probably all of them have been to a Pizza and Hummus show, so they may have seen you. Well, hopefully they have, because let me tell you, last time I was on your show, right before everything went to hell, I had a great set. You did. You had an excellent set, and you did it injured as well, which was... Yeah, I, uh, I was on painkillers, and, <laughs> and still in pain because painkillers don't work. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but before we get to everything, um, I want to say you were on the first show that I did since all the craziness happened. We were at a very nice house mm-hmm. off a lake <laughs> telling jokes. Yeah. And I've never felt more out of place doing comedy before. <laughs> yeah, the patio show. It was it was interesting because it still had like good comedy vibes, which Steve did a really good job, you know, hosting and all that stuff. And then, uh, but it was also like 
I've never done a show on a lake before, so it was it was foreign at the same time. But it it was nice. It was a nice. It was it was a good dip your feet in the pool kind of show. It was. It was, and I think almost everyone had a really good set. Yeah. Yeah. And there, it was kind of shocking that that Steve had a little gazebo on his patio, which <laughs> made the event even more classy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I I was. I was like when I when I went to his house I was like I gotta get me one of these. Like this is a nice a nice ass house. <laughs> yeah. I mean I could never live on a lake because I'd go crazy because I don't like being in water. Yeah. <laughs> and that that's because in college I was once someone probably laced me with acid <laughs> and I thought I could walk on water. <laughs> Yeah, and that I'm assuming did not go the way you intended. No, it was just like an Elmer Fudd cartoon where I looked down and I didn't even have time to wave. I just went. <laughs> See, I, I I like the idea of living on a lake, but I don't know if I could do it because I I feel like I'd be there for like 30 minutes, and the first time I hear a jet ski that's just a little too loud, I'm like, all right, I'm over this. I'm I'm over it. Like. <laughs> I think if I lived on a lake, I would have the extra incentive to get fit. <laughs> because yeah. if not, I would be forced to wear a Hawaiian shirt, and I loathe Hawaiian shirts. <laughs> I always wondered what the appeal was of, uh, like, jet skiing, though, or, like, just basically standing on skis in the water. I don't know. It just never seemed enjoyable to me to, like, just stand up as long as you can, and then when you fall, it's going to kind of hurt. Yeah. yeah also, I, I, also, you could drown. If you can't swim. <laughs> yeah, which I am uh, unfortunately in that category. I never learned how to swim. So how, how have you never learned how to swim? That is the number one question I get is, how do you not know how to swim growing up in Michigan? Well, I'll tell you what. The Great Lakes, they're beautiful, but they don't teach you how to swim, and neither do your parents, apparently. So, <laughs> Did your parents, for some reason, say you were allergic to chlorine to avoid taking you to a pool? <laughs> I don't know what the what the thought process was because like growing up my family would just continuously roast me because it's not like my my whole family was not swimmers right like everybody knows how to swim including my parents besides me and my brother like we we were the only ones that just didn't go to aquatots like my uh i have a nephew and he's already got more swim training than i've ever had in my entire life i think my wife when we were just boyfriend and girlfriend tried to teach me how to swim once and it kind of freaked me out and i was like nope i'm just uh, i'm just giving up on the stream i'm just giving up right now i i've given up on lots of dreams but swimming was never <laughs> a dream it was something i was forced to do yeah well see that's the thing is like as far as survival skills go like I feel like I can do most things, and then people are like, how are you with water? And I'm like, ooh, deal breaker. Like, <laughs> not going to be able to cross the Delaware on this one. Um, are you? Do you have skills to be an action hero? Like, can you jump out of a plane during mid-explosion? I think I'd be better at that than swimming. Like, I, I don't know if I particularly have that in the skill set, but I, I'm still, like, jumping out of a plane, I'm like, all right, I'd probably rather do that than learn how to swim. I mean, both of them could have deadly results. You could drown, which I think would be a lot better than free falling to the ground at who knows how many miles per hour, and then it's going splat. 
That's a good point, but I don't know. I guess drowning. How long does drowning take? I don't even see. I don't even know. I'm not even good on that. Like, is, is probably a couple minutes. Yeah, I don't know. I guess how. I guess you'd have to see how much the hang time was versus the impact. Because if the impact doesn't kill you and you just get hurt really bad, then you have to spend some time in the hospital and you end up dying anyway. That's a real slow death. As where drowning could be relatively instinct or instant there. Yeah, yeah. You know what? I don't want to do either. I'm I'm a pussy <laughs> when it comes to, to dying that way. Yeah. Um, <laughs> let's change the subject. So um, right now there are tons of protests going on. Mm-hmm. And I, I am I read today that in, in Austin, Texas, the dumbest protest is going on. Oh, boy. As you know, the governor has shut down bars to, to mm-hmm. help stop the spread of COVID. And uh, the Bars Lives Matter uh, protest started today. Yikes. It's just... Dude, it, it, you just gotta wonder how far people can miss the point on things. Like, we, we talk about stuff going over people's heads, right? And it's like, these people are just in a, their own different reality. And, like, I guess... The only thing I get about this is, like, the bars are going to be affected of, like, small business, but the phrasing and the slogan and the way you're taking it, okay. I don't I don't think we need to do that kind of phrasing because that's just all kinds of offensive. And I'm sure those are the all lives matter people as well. But as far as, like, you know, bars getting shut down and stuff, you know, that is an issue. You know, you got to worry about that. But as far as... What what are you doing here trying to equate this to racial injustice? I don't think bars have been dealing with 400 years of racial inequity. Like, that's just ridiculous. You know, police have never killed a bar. Right, exactly. They, they might have busted a bar for serving minors. Yeah. But it's just, I, think it, I think it's ridiculous, and... I just want to say I think white people ruin everything. <laughs> yeah, it's getting bad. It, it's getting bad because I felt like there was a time where maybe white people were kind of chill, and then I look back and I'm like, I don't know if we've ever gotten it. I don't know if well, we've ever understood, you know, what we're doing here. <laughs> well, there, there's that couple out of St. Louis over the weekend who came out of their house with semi-automatic guns. <laughs> And uh, pointed them at protesters. I saw, I saw that, and like, I just I almost couldn't believe what I was seeing. And like, I I get that you're sheltered, right? And you're you're afraid of like a protester stuff. And but unless you're like in immediate danger, which it doesn't seem like these people were. I don't know. Because I was reading some stuff, too, of, like, like gun rights advocates are coming out. And, like, they were, like, they're within their rights and all this bullshit. And, like, don't get me wrong. I'm, you know, I'm for, you know, certain gun rights and stuff like that. But there's definitely laws and such of, like, you have to be in immediate danger to point a weapon at someone, which these people clearly weren't. I, I just crazy man. I just I 
I, I'm just so surprised at how far like sheltered people are overreacting to such a simple issue. It seems like of like, hey, should we stop being racist as a society? And it's like I, nobody wants to address that question. I think people can't stop being racist. I think racism is ingrained in most people at a young age, and there's a you know there's a, the majority of people are not racists. Mm-hmm. It's the few. <laughs> like there are people I went to college with, high school with, who are fucking racist as hell, and you know they just don't seem to get it that. You know, we're all the same mm-hmm. and everyone deserves the same rights and privileges and and whatnot. But like I was telling somebody when I was a kid, I used to go over this, this other kid's house to play when I first moved to Farmington Hills. And um, he once showed me his dad's ghost costume in the closet. Oh, no. I told my mom about that. And she goes, you are not going over there oh, ever again. God. And, of course, she didn't explain why I couldn't go over there until I was older. And I'm like, oh, I get it now. <laughs> yeah. Well, good thing your mom had the sense to, like, realize what was going on. Because I feel like some of these people are so oblivious. They'd just be like, oh, ghost costume. That's kind of weird. But whatever. Maybe he's into Halloween. <laughs> you know? <laughs> I think I think the, the, the phrase I use, mom, he dresses up like Casper. <laughs> <laughs> It's it's very weird though to like come from Michigan, which is supposed to be like a like a union state, right? And like you would think it would be a little bit more open, but there's definitely a weird sense of people holding on to the Confederacy in some parts of Michigan, which is very very odd to me. I've never understood why like people had Confederate flags in Michigan. Like you were on the winning team rooting for the losing team in a, like it just doesn't make any sense no now the confederacy should have died in in 1863 1863 when the war ended mm-hmm. and you know it should not have been sensationalized it's like people carrying nazi flags or british flags mm-hmm. who aren't from england it's like you know what this is america yeah it is weird though that nobody you don't ever see people like like yeah we were better under british rule it's it's like always the Confederacy or for some reason, you know, holding on to Nazi German Germany. It's like you never see somebody being like, Yeah, you know, I liked high priced tea. That's that's when America was great, when we were under control of somebody else. Like I think I'm gonna start doing that. <laughs> I think on the fourth of July, I am gonna go and do this whole campaign of how we were better under British rule. Yeah. You just, like, start, like, your own, like, tea stand, but it's just, like, $50 a cup or something like that, like, something outrageous. And you're just like, no, this this is when we were good. This is when we had things right, when we were listening to somebody else cross the ocean. I mean, British music is better than American music. It would have been our music if... We didn't win. Didn't win the Revolutionary War. <laughs> yeah, we could. We could have had a slice of that. We could be having. Uh, what do What do they have over there in London? Like sausage pies or something like that. Yeah, uh, yeah. We could. We could be waking up to sausage pies. Nobody likes a, a Burger King breakfast croissant. We We could have better unprocessed food. You know, I'm starting to buy into this campaign now. We could have brown sauce over here. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We could have. We could. We could have everything we ever wanted. We could. We'd be using the sterling pound. 
which just sounds cooler than the dollar. Um, we could say words like indubitably. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we we could do that. We can have we can have big clocks all throughout America. Every state gets a big bend. They're just different kinds of bends. And there'd be pubs everywhere. We didn't have to go to bars. We'd go to pubs. Yeah, it could be eighteen to drink in the pub. Um, we wouldn't have to worry about going to the dentist. Yeah, no, no, dentist. Nobody likes going to the dentist anyway. Yeah. <laughs> Nobody's a fan of it anyway. I, I think we have something here. I think on the 4th of July, we are going to say we would have been better under British rule. Yeah, yeah. And then we're just going to be carrying around just, uh, is it the the British flag? That, the that's what yeah. Yeah, yeah. We're going to have, uh, we're going to dress up in the, uh, the guard, the red coats and just start walking down and just, uh, yeah, just just sipping tea. That's and Doctor, it. And Doctor Who would be a hero in every household. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> instead oh, of yeah. Uh, instead of Carmen San Diego, finally Doctor Who gets his time. But look, you know her time because Doctor Who is a woman now. That's true. That's yeah. true. Oh man, you remember that big deal? Yeah, the, the first woman doctor. Holy smokes! Like I don't, I didn't even really follow Doctor Who, but even that made it to my radar of seeing people mad over that. I couldn't I, believe I, it. When I when I lived in Birmingham, Alabama, I, I was in a Doctor Who group where we'd get together once a month at the library and then go eat dinner afterwards. Nice. And I, I never I never quit the Facebook group. And there's a woman on there who was so upset that Doctor Who became a woman. She's like, he's a man. He's always been a man. It's never changed until now. And all I could write back, you bought into the fact that this was a time-traveling alien who could change forms when it was about to die. You can accept that, but you can't accept it, him becoming a woman. Yeah. How? <laughs> like, no. And I'm like, you missed the whole point <laughs> of the Yeah. And that's why, uh, like... Because I'm I'm not so much into Doctor Who, but I am into the Marvel side of, like, you know, comic books and stuff like that. And whenever, you know, they try to do a change or something, there's always an uproar about something that they do. And I'm just like, you know he's got an electric hammer, right? Like, what what does it matter if it's a girl? What what does it matter if we make Thor a girl? He's, He's got an electric hammer right now and he flies. There's nothing realistic about the character to begin with. Blows my mind. Yeah, it's 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 incredible, and I, I love comic books as well. And when when change happens, like again, Thor became as you said, Thor became a woman. It's like who yeah, the fuck yeah. cares? At the end, you know it'll revert back because yeah. that's how comics always work. As soon as the storyline is done and the creator leaves, they go back to the status quo. But right. let's, people don't want people don't don't listen to our stuff. Listen about comic books and nerd <laughs> stuff. Or they don't want they don't want the nerd theory. Um, let's talk about comedy. What the hell led you to becoming a comic? Uh, well, you know, you know Vince with Pizza, know Vince. Pizza and Hummus presents. So the first time that I ever got exposed to like the potential of me doing stand up was actually when he did stand up. So we went to Grand Valley. And there was this wrecking ball that was at Grand Valley. And back in the day, you used to be able to jump and swing on it because they were like, hey, that's not a safety hazard. So kids would jump on it, take their photo, whatever. And a couple of our buddies came uh, from the east side up to Grand Valley to visit us. And we were all messing around on this wrecking ball. 
and we were jumping and jumping back and forth and vince missed hit his head like super hard <laughs> on this wooden like plank and we all thought like he might have a concussion because he he like smacked it hard and uh, I originally thought it was another one of our friends, so I started laughing incredibly hard. Then I saw it was Vince, and I was like, oh, no, my baby. <laughs> I was like, he's so gentle. And so we walked into the student center because we figured, hey, why not just walk it off? And they were doing an open mic, and Vince signed up and went up there and did, like, three minutes post-concussion. And it was pretty funny. He was just talking about, like, his uncles and his dad and, like, how he didn't drink at parties and how when people told him stories of when they would drink, they were just the worst stories ever. And it was actually pretty solid three minutes for like an off the cuff, completely riffing set. And then after that, uh, Vince was like, I want to do it. You should do it. And then I started doing it with him. And then we met a couple other people at Grand Valley and got involved with, uh, the comedy club. And then, uh, after I graduated, I didn't do too much, and then I moved back to the east side, and then Vince and Richie were on the east side. Then we convinced Richie to do it, and then all three of us have been going pretty pretty actively since 2016. We haven't really hit, like, mainstream Metro Detroit comedy scene, if that, you know what I mean? Like, how there's people who are, like, always regularly doing the open mics. Like, we're not. Richie is, but me and Vince are not really in regularly doing open mics and then uh pizza and hummus started almost two years ago now yeah uh you got you inherited that room from dan wallach yep yep and you know i thought dan ran a pretty good show i think you guys did your own thing with it and actually drew a pretty good size audience for every show that i've done with you and yeah i mean it helps that we're we're from that area like closest to troy so like we have a lot of people who are uh, you know, family, friends, and then, you know, they're always looking for something to do and other people tell other people. So we just got lucky kind of having the the connections there. But we do uh, we do market it quite a bit. Um, but, you know, we'll see what happens post-return uh, to the room. I'm not sure what the size of the room is going to be or what kind of restrictions we're going to have. I am... I am not thinking about producing these shows until October. Yeah, they. Yeah, we're we're looking at September. Um, you know, with everything you see in the news about COVID, it doesn't seem like things are getting any better. <laughs> That's for sure. Uh, no, um, I. Well, I mean, one of my venues so far, they're not even open yet. Yeah. And I don't. I don't want to pressure them because it's not worth it. And the other one, it's in the basement of a store, and they're only letting ten people in at a time. Mm-hmm. I'm like, I can't, I can't do that to them. <laughs> right. And right. yeah, it's an enclosed space, which is either, which is bad for the comics and bad for the audience. Right. Right. So, I think we're gonna see a lot more yard shows throughout the summer. A lot more I hope out, so. A lot more outdoor stuff. I mean, I still, I still feel like the science is like. I, I keep hearing conflicted things of like, can you get it from asymptomatic people or, or not? And so I'm just being overly cautious and assuming you can get it from asymptomatic people. I feel like every other day I hear something different of like, you can or you can't, which you can. is part of the problem I feel like with all of this is like people are just confused and I'm like, well, I'm just going to be cautious regardless. Well, I, I've, I've been scared about getting it, um, mostly because I have asthma. 
But mm-hmm. after talking to Marv, <laughs> I don't want to wear underwear for 15 days. Right, right. <laughs> underwear is meant to be changed daily. <laughs> yeah, and I don't think the hospitals are... I st- I think pe- people have it in their, their head that we're going to be better prepared for like a second wave, and I just don't see that being the case. No, because we're stupid and we want to go to bars like that bar in Lansing last week where all these cases came out of it. Yeah, and they're like over 100 now cases, and it's just... And it's spread to gross point. It's like, I would like I would love nothing better to go to a bar and sit mm-hmm. down and have a drink. And, but I'm not going to risk it, and you know, tomorrow I'm doing uh, Tom Swan's open mic, because I need to get a... I'm doing, I have a show on Thursday. Mm-hmm. But I think I'm going to tell him I'm sitting in my car <laughs> until I'm ready. Call me when... It's, few minutes before my turn then i'll come in because i know that bar is packed in the summertime yeah which is probably the safest way to do it you know i mean luckily tom runs you know a really good room where he's really good with the comics yeah i'm just but the rest of the bar i mean i don't know if you've ever been to the tiki bar before oh yeah yeah it's uh it gets busy in the summer that's like their season and i don't see them limiting how many people can go inside yeah, I mean, I, it, you know, we've totally shit on the restaurant industry during this whole pandemic, and we're almost forcing them to not want to follow these kinds of rules, right? Because we don't have any financial support for the business owners. So it's like they just, of course, they're going to open up and have these rooms packed because they want to make money again. You know, if we do something where we can maybe support them a little bit better then maybe we can actually get this stuff under control. Well, I, I think, you know, the government needs to step in. Like, the, the unemployment, 600, extra $600 ends at the end of July. Mm-hmm. And right now there's talk that they are not going to renew it, which is going to put a lot of people into debt and face evictions. And uh, there was an article that Robert Reich wrote yesterday about how we are about to have a huge eviction homeless problem. Yeah, and he's he's conservative, right? Like he always. No, he's, he's, liberal. he's liberal. He's from. Oh, the, he's the liberal. Yeah. Okay, because there was I, I I there's another guy who sounds similar named wise that was conservative that I heard write a similar sentiment. But yeah, it's the whole six hundred dollars thing and the whole twelve hundred dollars stimulus. I just laughed so friggin' hard when I was like, we're just all screwed. I was like, you think that's going to save the economy? I was like, $1,200, another extra $600 a week? Sure, it helps, but it's not going to, I mean, it's not going to help people, like, in in the long run, you know? I mean, you give it to them to July, I mean, if you take away their livelihood, I mean, we just have no fallback system, which is just, it's horrible to see, but... Uh, the $1,200 just, I, I couldn't help but laugh. I was like, $1,200 is nothing in today's society. I was like, that's good. People are going to burn through that in a minute. Um, back in the day, the Avengers, they got paid $1,200 a month to be on the team. <laughs> <laughs> even they, even they were at it better. <laughs> I mean, I mean, most superheroes are millionaires except for Peter Parker. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah. You got you to be rich to be a superhero. Right. Yeah, you either got to buy your way in 
or get bit by a spider. That's uh, that's that's the two avenues. <laughs> I'd rather buy my way in. Being bit by a spider just seems painful. <laughs> oh my gosh! Can you imagine? You know, you're in, you're just getting in Oscorp, having a nice field trip. All of a sudden, you get bit by a spider. That's scary enough. Then the next day, you can climb walls. What is this? Yeah, that would be horrible. <laughs> the climbing walls part would be cool. I mean, I would immediately become a supervillain. Oh, yeah. 100%. Because I'd be like, fuck society. I'm taking over. Um, fun fact, when I was a kid, I, we were down in Florida, and I got stung by a jellyfish. Okay. Which hurt. That's, yeah, that doesn't sound enjoyable at all. <laughs> and then my dad peed on my foot. <laughs> Because <laughs> that was a that's supposedly a cure. I just think he wanted to piss on me. <laughs> you know, I've heard that being a cure for warts too is like if you get warts on your hand or something, you're supposed to pee on them and that's supposed to help them. And I was like, what kind of dermatologist are you guys going to? Where you're just like, yeah, pee on it. The dermatologist of <laughs> stupid. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like, I've never once been to my dermatologist and been like, I think this mole looks weird. And he'd been like, uh, you try peeing on it? Hold on. <laughs> I mean, let me take up my dick and pee on yeah. it. Yeah. Just before they go to see you in the, in the office, you just see him outside just, like, re- getting a refill from, like, a Gatorade container. <laughs> I'm like, <laughs> Best part of my job. <laughs> yeah, but yeah. Insurance covers it. <laughs> yeah, I'm just, I'm just always caught up on my electrolytes and <laughs> filling the co face. <laughs> oh man, <laughs> we we have taken a turn for the piss. <laughs> yeah, yeah. This uh, this went from how did you get to started in comedy <laughs> to have you ever been peed on by your dermatologist? <laughs> I, I think I, I think I'd be grossed out. But at the same time, I'm like, you're a doctor. You went to school for 30 years. <laughs> yeah, you you know what's best. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it, it was kind of funny, though, because I went to a dermatologist once, like, on my lunch break. And they were like, oh, you need to remove that mole. And I was like, okay, so should I come back? And they were like, no, we'll just do it now. And he just, like, just starts slicing and all this stuff. And then I just went back to work. And I, I don't know. I just, for some reason, I was like... I feel like I, sh- I feel like this warranted a day off. I'm like fine, <laughs> but like, why did I just go get this done on my lunch break? <laughs> oh, I fucking hate going to the doctor. <laughs> it's like yeah, the worst thing in the world. Yeah, it's it's especially now, you know, where it's like you wait in your car and then walk through, you know, a vacuum sealed tube, and then maybe you won't be sick in 14 days. <laughs> like, I yeah. I uh, have you had a quarantine yourself during this time? Uh, no, uh, like I haven't been exposed to anything. I mean, we basically didn't leave our house for like three months. <laughs> I mean, yeah, only, only to go to the grocery store, and then uh, I got lucky enough to where my company said I could work from home. My wife is in nursing school right now, so she's not working regardless. So uh, uh, I didn't have to do like any actual quarantine stuff but i wasn't like i didn't see anybody i didn't see my family i didn't see anyone i uh, i did a lot of skype shit yeah <laughs> like, I, I ran a zoom open mic for about two months and then i couldn't take it anymore because there were so many unfunny people <laughs> how bad is the program skype you would it's think terrible. you would think like the original microsoft like okay these are the guys who are supposed to get it right 
It's the worst. It's it absolutely the worst. I think they gave up on it because they moved everything over to Microsoft Teams. Yeah, they just... I, I don't even know why it's still an active product. Like, just shut it down. It's horrible. <laughs> I mean, I, I wonder if the people at Zoom were behind the pandemic. It's like, we need a viral marketing program. What do you think, ad agency? Well, let's create a virus. <laughs> yeah. It, it, that uh, that popular Bill Gates theory where they were like, yeah, he just got sick of selling computers, so he retired. Now he's going to poison the world, right? He secretly partnered up with Zoom. He's got stock in it. That would be – if Bill Gates had stock in Zoom, people would have lost their freaking mind. I mean – Think about it. You know, at least during this pandemic, we have Netflix. We had free Pornhub Premium. We have, you know, Kindle where we can download any books mm-hmm. that we want. We have Zoom where we can stay in touch with our friends. What the fuck did people do during the, the Spanish flu of 1918? Yeah. <laughs> I would have been bored out of my mind if I had none of this shit. Oh, yeah. It was like you're already you're already super poor. And now, if you cough, you're probably going to die. Like, you just think... I, I've always thought back to that of, like, like the people, like, way, way before us. It was like, man, one stomach ache, and that could have just been, like, well, I guess i got to say goodbye to my family, write my last will and testament of, like, you know, just one nosebleed. You don't know if you're going to wake up the next day. Like, well, I'm fucked. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And, uh... I don't know. It's interesting, too, because uh, I just feel like we almost haven't even learned either. Because, like, I read, like, the, what was it, the 1918 one? There was a pandemic? Yeah, Spanish flu. Yeah, they were, uh, there was, like, a whole bunch of, like, anti-mask leagues and anti, you know, restriction groups and all that stuff. And they they showed, like, specifically a graph in Colorado of, like, when they imposed restrictions and how it plummeted. And then when they lifted all of them, it just skyrocketed. And I was like, oh, so we've just learned nothing. Like, we learned nothing at all. Well, I, I think it's because deep down we're all inherently selfish. <laughs> oh, yeah. It's, we don't want to – we don't want to stay in. Uh, we, we don't think we're going to die. And I'll be honest, I didn't think, you know, I, I didn't take it seriously until Tom Swan got sick. Mm-hmm. Because I didn't know anybody who had it. And then mm-hmm. it kind of, the Gilderans got it, you know, Marv got it, and I think, you know, Bobo Lamb had it. It's like, all right, this sucks, you know? Yeah. The, Gil- the Gillerans got it, too? Uh, Robin had it, and Jeez. Jason tested positive for it. Wow. That's yeah. wild. That's wild. I didn't even know they had it. Yeah, they didn't make a big deal out of it. Yeah. Yeah, I saw Tom's was pretty serious. I was glad that, you know, he made it out, you know, well out of that. Cause that, too. that was scary for a minute there. Yeah, he, he said the smartest thing he did was not go on a ventilator. Yeah. Wasn't that the big thing at the start of this? Is they were like, we need all these ventilators. And then, like, a month later, they were like, that might kill you, too. Yeah, yeah. I, I just don't want. I just don't want to die like everybody else. <laughs> yeah, right. I want to. I want to. I want to get. I want to. I want to. You know, I, as a kid, I thought it'd be cool to get killed by a serial killer. And I guess you know, COVID nineteen is the greatest serial killer <laughs> in the <of> man. 
nobody's okay. nobody's ever you, you've caught him, but he always escapes every time. Just, every woman, every woman is like, COVID nineteen is hot. <laughs> Did you ever watch that uh, Zac Efron, uh, Ted Bundy uh, biopic movie re- reenactment? Because I can't take Zac Efron seriously as an actor. <laughs> it's actually not a bad flick, but I've always like everyone who's like exceedingly handsome that I've ever known in my life. I'm like, mm, wouldn't get too close to that guy. Wouldn't get too close to him. Yeah, that's why parents told their daughters to stay away from me back in high school. (laughs) (laughs) Too handsome. He might kill you. (laughs) Yeah, dude. I don't don't know if you follow, like, a bunch of true crime and stuff like that, but I went through a phase where I was, like, I had to know all of it. Like, every true crime thing I could binge, I always did. And, uh, dude... These people are just... It's just... That that mindset... It just blows my mind every time I hear, like, a new... Because they've all got common traits, right? But every time there's, like, a new serial killer, I'm just like... Where... Like, how did we get here? I don't know. I don't know. I... My, I, I think serial killing is just horrifying. Um, but... I'll give it up for the Zodiac Killer because he's the closest thing we ever had to a real supervillain with the notes that taunted the police. <laughs> they never caught him, right? No, never caught him at all. He might still be out there somewhere. Probably in an old age home, but... I, there's a theory that it's like multiple people though, right? The latest one I heard, is I think it might be two people. It, yeah. might, it might have been two people. One who actually wrote the letters and the one who did the killing. I mean, that sounds about right. You know. are, you, are you familiar with the greatest unsolved mystery here in the Detroit area? Uh, Jimmy Hoffa, right? Nope, the Oakland County Child Killer. Oakland County Child Killer. No, I have, I'm not familiar with that. In the 1970s, four kids went missing. Now, oh boy. Uh, two, go- two boys, two girls. And it was all done by the same person. Okay. The latest theory... That he that there wasn't just one person; it was a multitude of people out of the cat this pedophile ring out of the cast corridor. Okay, and it's it's a fascinating story. There was uh, there might have been more murders, but it's just one of the scariest things out there. And I was a little kid when that happened, and you know, being told that you could get kidnapped and killed at a young age isn't something that you want to hear. Right. Right. When you're four or five years old, life should be unicorns and lollipops. Yeah, not like don't go on the sidewalk because you never know what might happen, right? Yeah, yeah. I yeah. was probably too young to be kidnapped, but yeah. But it's weird. Like uh, my brother almost got kidnapped once. Really? Yeah, we were uh, we were probably about ten, I was probably ten, he was eight, and we decided to take our bikes out and go far away <laughs> mm-hmm. like we, we lived at 13 mile in farmington and we were down at 12 mile in orchard lake because there was an ice cream parlor there and we wanted to get ice cream and mm-hmm. my brother had this little dumb huffy dirt bike i had my 10 speed and we were driving back home and all of a sudden this car pulled up and this guy comes out he goes hey to my brother where'd you get that bike he's like my mom bought it for me for my birthday last year he goes huh 
my uh, my brother had one just like it. And it got stolen. Why don't you put it in the back of the trunk and come with me? And oh man, he was like arguing with us, and again because we we were, you know, told don't 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 go to strangers. If you don't know anyone who tried to get in the car, run away. So we just bolted and rode our bikes down to a drugstore, rode our bikes inside. He followed us. And, you know, we called the police and my mom had a, got called out from work and we got in trouble for going way beyond the boundary of where we were allowed to ride our bikes. Jeez. Where was this one? Where was this at? In Farmington Hills at uh, Orchard Lake between 12 and 13. Jeez. Um, it's happened by where the Holocaust Museum is right now. And you would think, like, that's one of the safer areas to be. There's but, no such thing as safe. Like, all this, yeah. like, like, some of the kids from those kind of chat killer, it was Ferndale, it was what, it was Bloomfield Hills, Southfield. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah. Um, let's get back to comedy. <laughs> 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 um, when, is, when is your next, when do you think you'll be uh, going up next? Probably September or October, I would say at this point. Um, we were gonna we were gonna take uh, every year. We were gonna take December and July off because like those two months seem to be when people don't really want to do comedy or you know go to a show. Uh, like December, you have like two weekends, like those first two weekends that you can run a show, and then. July every like the world pretty much goes on vacation so we were planning on doing that anyway and then kind of with the predictions right now we're like well might as well just take August so I'm thinking September is probably the safe bet are you gonna hit up any open mics no I'll probably just stick to pizza and hummus for a while unless it's like an additional paid show which are very few and far between before COVID-19 so uh, I don't know how they're going to be post-COVID-19 when I haven't been doing comedy in a while. If I remain in Michigan, which hopefully I will, um, my plan is to, when I start doing the shows, of totally revamping them to just having four comics and a host mm-hmm. on it. I will definitely have you on the first show at the comic shop. Once, nice. That'd be great. And if we return. Yeah, I know we were supposed to do a couple... Uh, we, we had been talking to those groups, and then uh, it just got shut down. I was really excited. I was actually planning on going to the uh, the Ember show that you were starting. And oh, then, I was so excited about that one. <laughs> yeah, and then uh, everything kind of just hit the fan, like, literally that week. And I was like, I'm going to stay home. And then it ended up getting canceled, right? Well, yeah, because the eight, it was supposed to be on March 18th, and that was the day that everything shut down. Yeah, yeah. It was just crazy because that because that was uh, that's in Ferndale, yeah. Yeah, so that's like right next to where I'm at. So I was planning on uh, heading over there, which was tough. What about you? When do you think you're getting back? I'm doing a show on Thursday. I'm doing Jason. Oh yeah, yeah. at the Anchor Bar, and then Tom Swan's room tomorrow, just so I can get the ring rust off. Mm-hmm. And then I have a show for uh, Mark Bonto at the end of July, and then nothing gotcha so you were talking you might not remain in michigan what's up with that well you know i i lost my job and you know oh, i'll yeah. go wherever the job is but everybody i've been talking to says i could probably stay here until early next year oh, okay i get hired so that's a relief i really don't want to move during a pandemic right yeah i don't i don't blame you that sounds terrible 
Well, yeah. I mean, this whole thing has been this whole thing has been a nightmare. Yeah. On like starting this when my back was fucked up did not help at all. Right. Right. I, I still remember going to the pharmacy to pick up my prescription and seeing no toilet paper or paper towel. Mm-hmm. Where it's like, what the fuck happened here? Mm-hmm. And the pharmacist like, COVID nineteen, buddy. I'm like. Yeah, I went to I went to Costco when they were just like it's coming, and uh, it was absolute and utter chaos. And uh, there was a woman, unfortunately, who didn't speak English. Uh, she must have been like some type of immigrant, where she accidentally cut somebody off in line, and there was a full out scream fest between like a forty year old man. And a 70-year-old, like, I, I have no idea where she's from. I'm assuming some type of Middle Eastern country. And she had no idea what this guy was saying. But he was just absolutely screaming at her in this middle of Costco. And I was like, we're doomed. We're absolutely doomed. <laughs> I was like, this is terrible. I, I'm, I'm, like, thinking the doomsday preppers might have been right about something. Dude, okay. So I was watching an episode. Like, after all this hit, I was like, I got to get some tips, right? There was a guy who's got 10 years of toilet paper in a bunker. And he's like, this is going to be an important currency. And I was like, I was like, six months ago, I would have thought this guy was crazy. I was like, but he, he knew it all along. He knew all along toilet paper was going to be the first to go. <laughs> Couldn't believe no. it. No shit. It's like, I, um, I had 11 rolls when this thing started. 11 <laughs> rolls. And I'm like oh shit, I better go find some. So every day I would go to the stores to look for toilet paper. And um, I finally found one at Myers over in uh, Livonia. Mm-hmm. And I'm walking out there and this woman goes, nice score. I'm like, lady, you should only say that about drugs, not toilet paper. Are you going to sleep with me if I give you a roll? I need to know this. <laughs> I need to know if this is going to be, if toilet paper is the new cocaine. <laughs> Uh, I saw I saw a video somebody posted where they were like, yeah, it was like a it was like a fake video, but it was like it was so nice. This guy, I saw him coming out of the store. You know, he had all this this stuff, and he offered to give it to me. And he's like, and he comes in the screen, and he's got a handgun. He's like, he gave me Jack Daniels, he gave me fruit snacks, he gave me toilet paper. Assuming that you know he mugged him, hilarious. But uh, yeah, it was. Uh, it was so weird because I was talking about this with my wife the other day where I was like, it's going to be so weird to tell our kids about this pandemic. And I was like, well, what did, what did everybody do when they said the pandemic was going to hit? Oh, we just bought so much toilet paper. You wouldn't believe it. And they were like, well, did, did the disease like, did it make everybody have like uncontrollable diarrhea? No, not at all. Not even top 10 list of symptoms was diarrhea. We just all bought a fuck ton of toilet paper just because we could. (laughs) (laughs) No, it was because it was sold out, so everybody was worried. But going back to it, I still have three rolls of those 11 rolls plus a gigantic (laughs) other pack of like 30 rolls. I'm like, I don't shit as much as I thought I did. (laughs) Yeah, we still have, we bought like two or three which is just, I guess, a year's supply at this point because we haven't even made a dent. 
And I was like, maybe, maybe I do get enough fiber in my diet. Maybe like everything <laughs> is working out pretty well. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But it's weird. Like you know, hand sanitizer is is still scarce. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then uh, there's don't ever trust the foaming hand sanitizer. So it's that Ace Hardware, and that foaming hand sanitizer. And I was like, ah, oh, we could use a bottle. It's just like sticky hand sanitizer because it's like foam and i was like this is horrible like i need to pay the the uh flipper price on amazon to get the real stuff like this just this don't cut it this does not cut it i hate hand sanitizer (laughs) i never used it before this which is probably why i'm a part of the problem but i was never a big hand sanitizer guy i just washed my hands like a normal person Oh, yeah, like, I wash my hands, like, 20 times a day. Yeah. But, no, I'm, yeah, it's fucking ridiculous. Um, what else was sold out? Nothing uh, else, really. Well, after a few months, it was, like, you couldn't find, like, pancake mix or, like, just, like, stupid stuff, like ramen noodles and stuff like that. Because everybody just kept, every time they go to the grocery store, they just buy, like, a shit ton of ramen noodles. I guarantee those people still have all that ramen noodles like nobody's resorted to just beans and ramen noodles at this point everything's I been have, fine i have a ton of ramen noodles but only because i love it so much <laughs> yeah i love the shrimp flavored ones yeah <laughs> don't taste like shrimp and i just have i have a stockpile of it like i, I mean for three weeks <laughs> you're, you're a genuine fan so yeah. like you 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 know you're you're an OG. So that must piss you off when you go to the store and you're like, where's all the, I like I know you're not all fans of the shrimp flavor. Like beef and chicken is all that most people get, and it's like now now they're encroaching on your territory. Yeah, but I don't have to worry about it right now. And there was once where I had to go to two stores to buy it because you know Walmart and Kroger were both out. Yeah, <laughs> but I had to go to another Kroger, and. Yeah, I found it. It was delicious, and now I have, like, again, I, I if the apocalypse comes, I have enough ramen. And hopefully, <laughs> and hopefully it'll be water. So, um, have you got any restaurants since uh, the world uh, has kind of reopened? So, my brother convinced me to go to Penn Station with him, which was super weird. Because... Uh, <laughs> I've had Penn Station twice in my life. Okay. One one was not pandemic, and one was during a pandemic. <laughs> so it was just really weird. Uh, my brother wasn't wearing a mask, so I feel like we got some uh, mischievous looks. Um, and uh, it was just weird. I, I don't know. I, I still feel like for the next while, at least, I'll probably be ordering out. Like, I don't see myself as, like, you know... Just casually enjoying Red Robin till like twenty twenty two, but like, yeah, it was it was weird. It was just weird. It just the whole vibe was kind of off, you know. It was like they got stickers everywhere that are like six feet apart, which I get. They totally should have. It's just I don't know. It's just weird, you know. Um, I, I've been to a few restaurants, and the first one I went to, and please don't judge me, was Golden Corral. Yes. <laughs> Because I really want to see how they were going to evolve because the buffet now is is, is dead. Yeah, right. And um, it was a very weird experience because they now – it's like cafeteria style now where they take your food for you. Oh, God. And I was in line behind this guy who was telling the woman to which french fries to 
to give her, give me the crisp one, give me that long one. And, and then he turned to me, goes, man, our rights are getting taken away. And I started thinking to myself, dude, go out there and protest this. Because you know what? If you can't get your fr- the French fry of your choice, they are taking away your freedom of choice. <laughs> and I brought it back full circle to where we started. Can you imagine just like that's what sets some I, – I, at this point I wouldn't be surprised if there was just a line of people down Hall Road like, what are they posting this again? Oh, they can't get all the fries they want at Golden Corral. I would not be surprised at this point. Yeah, me neither because people are stupid. <laughs> and speaking of stupid people, I'd like to end this by a reading – a misconnection from Craigslist. Are you familiar with misconnections? Uh, I am, yeah. Okay. So, this one was from Fraser, Michigan, or Macomb okay. County. Um, I'm going to read it to you. If you could maybe like give a sly comment or crack a joke off of it, that would be great. Okay. The headline was, Pull up, roll down your window multiple ellipses after window and tell me your body is mine to play with white male seeking white female that is adventurous and wanting skillful hands on her body if all you want is for me to lean in and make you happy i can do that invite me in for more it's up to you but don't keep me waiting location and pics please oh if you have someone that wants to watch that's fine too let's talk so does the person who watch watches also have skillful hands and what kind of skills are we talking about here because if i'm putting if i'm putting some i want someone with skillful hands they need to be able to like build a bench and also (laughs) please me sexually like they need to be able to do extensive woodworking or like fix the fix the drain or something and also you know Get down with your bad self. That's, that's what I'm talking about. <laughs> that's that's funny. The thing that I kind of glommed onto was the line, it's up to you. I am so glad he's giving the woman the freedom of choice. <laughs> that's the guy who cares. Yeah. Like, that leaves you want to fuck her in a, in a car. Her car, it sounds like. Yeah. I, he wants, he says, it's up to you, baby. It's up to you. <laughs> like, he, like, wrote that as, like, all right, I know this is going to affect my mayoral campaign in a couple years, so I'm going to leave it open-ended of, like, if you want to, you know? <laughs> Look, you know what? I am a creepy guy, but I am not I am not a rapist. I, am, I want consensual sex in yeah. I want you to be creeped out by me. But your choice that you're creeped out by me. This is a, this is America. <laughs> and if you want a creepy guy, you got one. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. That's funny, man. I, I wonder what kind of uh I wonder what kind of uh um responses he got. Not what he wanted. I guarantee you that. <laughs> I uh <laughs> I I am banned from posting ads on Craigslist. <laughs> Why are you banned for posting ads? Because for when the show was the quarantine check-in, I used to write my own and post them just to get reactions. <laughs> and, and I wrote one about Trump being a Satanist. Oh, God. <laughs> and uh, someone figured out that I not only wrote that one, but I wrote all these other ones. 
And I got an email from Craigslist banning me from coming on there and putting fake shit. I'm like, most of the stuff is fake. So that is what's going to be your comedy scandal after your Netflix specials. Like, you know this guy... He used to trump up his own uh, his own Craigslist misconnections here. I will admit it because I'm trying to work on a bit because one guy actually responded to the Trump is a Satanist thing by sending me 75 or 78 gifts in 75 or 78 individual emails of with cartoon characters flipping me off. Jeez. And I'm going to say, I got to applaud that guy because you know what? He really hated my message and he devoted probably a good part of his day to trying to piss me off <laughs> and he did it because i thought it was the funniest thing in the world <laughs> dude that is that is some determination to get some craigslist revenge yeah and i, I want to email him back and go man you made my day by doing this <laughs> I'm turning you into a comedy bit. Just invite him out to the podcast. <laughs> He'd be like, motherfucker, I'm a Trump supporter and you're a liberal Jew. That's even worse than you saying Trump is a Satanist. Oh, God. You, you are part of the media elite and I will kill you. <laughs> it's always the media elite, man. You got to watch out for them. I wish I was in the media elite. Yeah. <laughs> Cause then we wouldn't be we wouldn't be doing this. We'd be in the elite. We'd be having fancy dinners and getting COVID nineteen tests whenever we want. You know, it'd oh, be great. That's the funny thing. All right, I'm gonna get political before we go. One last thing. All like right. Trump at his rally saying, you know, the more we test, the more cases. Yeah, <laughs> it's a bad thing. It's like, yeah. dude. <laughs> at least we know. <laughs> supposed to happen, man. Definitely supposed to get something out of it. Either a yes or a no. I, I, wa- I wonder if he wants the the, the the little chart with the curve going up instead of down because it's the exact opposite of his dick. The dick is always going down because it doesn't work in his advanced age. And he's like, well, that's a really big thing going up. That's my dick. <laughs> the good I, thing. I saw, a, uh, I saw a meme that said we – Instead of flattening the curve, we successfully made it into a half pipe. (laughs) (laughs) That's awesome. Yeah. That's awesome. All right, man. This has been a lot of fun on our first ever crossover episode. Hell yeah. Um, Once again, you probably find Jarrett's podcast on a lot more platforms than mine. (laughs) I am right now on Google Play, Anchor, and one other. Still waiting (laughs) for Spotify to approve me. And iTunes to approve me, but hopefully soon. And I'm guessing you are on Spotify and iTunes at this point. Yeah. You you didn't get them uh, posted through Anchor? Uh, for some reason, Spotify has not approved it yet. Interesting. That's weird. Yeah, I probably have to have more episodes before they do. Yeah, I mean, they. you might just want to reach out, see if resubmit or something. I don't know. That seems weird. I would contact their support. I will do that. Yeah. That's a good point. Yeah. I, guess. I just got depressed and lazy. <laughs> but man um thank you so much hopefully i will see you sooner than later and i've already seen you since this whole thing started hopefully i will see you at another outdoor show hell yeah man patios for life yeah, you should <laughs> you, you, live, you live in a house yeah you should have one at your place i it's possible i could do one but we'll, we'll have to talk to the wife about it. i don't know i don't know because she's gonna she's seeing all this stuff firsthand with the nurse and stuff might be a little spooky so we'll see. We'll see what happens. That is true. All right, man. It's good seeing you, and um, 
We'll be back next week with another guest. And once I figure out who it is, who's your next guest? I have no idea. <laughs> we, but, just, we can just find the same guest and merge our podcast. Yeah. So yeah. Just welcome to the, the Hey, I'm Shut In Here podcast <laughs> for stand-ups. <laughs> or the Mega Super Dope podcast with Robert and Jarrett. <laughs> Perfect. I love that. <laughs> All right, cool, man. I will talk to you soon. All right, man. Bye. I will see you next week. All right, take it easy.